This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with your boys, Rodney, Rob, Darren, Mike, and Joe. What's up, everyone? Summer is over. Hockey season is here. And we're back to talk L.A. Kings hockey with our 2023-24 season preview. Boys ready? Let's roll. All right. Let's start with the recap of the off-season moves. So, no longer with the Kings. Gabe Velarde, Alex Iafalo, Rasmus Kapari, Zach McEwen, Sean Dersey, Sean Walker, Cal Peterson, Jonas Corposalo. New addition to the Kings are Pierre-Luc Dubois, who wants to be called PL, apparently. PL Dubois? Uh, Trevor Lewis on his reunion tour, Andreas England, Cam Talbot, and David Riddick. Darren, let's start with you. Using using an A to F letter grade, how do you rate these off-season moves? I think uh, I'd give it like a B. I think uh, betting on talent and like draft pedigree, like you do trading a couple guys for Dubois opening up some roster spots and stuff like that, especially with the cap supposed to be going up, you know, whatever amount it goes up the next couple seasons. Like I think uh, setting yourself up for those that way is a good move. I think we all talked about it before about how we think they overpaid a little bit at certain points for PL and moving Jersey and stuff like that. But I mean, you got to give up guys to, to get guys sometimes. Rob, what do you think? Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't call it an A. Definitely wouldn't call it a D, or or a fail in any way. You know, so somewhere in between there. Uh, I, I'll agree. B B sounds good. Um, it'll everything's going to change as soon as we find out how good we are or how bad we are. Obviously, but. But on paper, uh, I think we're a better team. The moves that we ma- that were made make us a better team. The question is: Is are we a better organization though? Uh, you know that's that remains to be seen. So, Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I could agree with uh, what Rob's last statement was that uh, definitely a better team. Um. There's no way you can give the offseason moves an A without improving the goaltending, which they didn't. Um, it's obviously the biggest weakness for the team going into the season. PLD or whatever the heck he's going to be called. Um, how much better that makes us. Um, I, obviously, on paper, it makes us better. We've got center depth, potentially three scoring lines now. Um, I guess my only concern is, is that enough to offset the weakness in goaltending? All right, let's talk roster battles. Let's start with the forwards. Right now, the Kings' top three lines are slotted as Byfield, Kopitar, Kempe, Fiala, Dubois, Arvidsson, Moore, Deneau, and Kaliev. So the fourth line will obviously be centered by Lazat, but who's going to play the wing? So we got... Trevor Lewis, who was brought up to help with the penalty kill. 
so he'll likely play a lot of the games, uh, which leaves Grunstrom and a handful of young players vying for the last couple of spots. So with the news of Fagimo and Thomas being placed on waivers today, and with Lee and Madden both going through some injuries, that leaves Jad, Turcotte, and Laferriere battling for the last couple of spots here. So, Darren, what do you think? Which one or two of these forwards are going to make the team? I think it's going to be Anderson Dolan, most likely. I think he's the most flexible. Um, he's out of waivers. They, I think he wouldn't have likely wouldn't have come back if they didn't give him a little bit of a guarantee of, you know, a better than 50% chance to make the roster. Um, I think it'd be fun if Laferriere could, could take that spot. Um, obviously I, I've been a huge Turcotte fan, but he's just been made of glass. So again, same thing. If he could make the team, that'd be awesome. But I think it's Jad for now and, and send those other guys down to Ontario to wreck havoc. So, so you're more about, uh, not losing Jad as opposed to somebody actually, uh, having a great camp and actually winning that spot. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Yeah. A little bit. I think, like. I think Jad I think Jad is is the most flexible of those guys. Like he plays center, he could play the wing. Um he plays he could probably be put in as a penalty killer. Whereas I don't think you could do that with Laferriere necessarily. Like uh Turcotte maybe could slot into a similar spot as Jad, but uh, I thought we already had that in uh, Lewis and Grunstrom. Why do we need another another one? Don't we need more goals? Never scoring? have too many penalty killers. Or never goal scores. <laughs> we have a lot of goal scorers. Rob, what do you think? Um, if you're asking me what I think is going to happen, is my answer is going to be different than what I want to happen. That's for sure. Um, I, I I I think Jad is going to be the guy. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I Turcotte, I think Turcotte above Laferriere as well. Um, Jad's just built NHL strong you know he's over 200 pounds he's a thick kid when you look at a kid like uh Laferriere, you know he's only buck 70 i think is he's listed at you know he's he's a little slight which is you know tyler madden's problem which is a heck all of everyone's problem on the team it seems i would love to see Laferriere make it though if you ask me what i want to happen i like Laferriere. i like wingers that that can shoot the puck that the upside so big, but what, what I think is going to happen is it's Jad's already there. These other guys are just up for looks. I think, uh, I think, uh, Turcotte had a real good preseason. He He's looked the most NHL ready. I've seen him since we've had him. And as far as him being made of glass, I think it's time to just throw him up against the wall. And if he shatters, then, then he shatters and and he's gone and it just we'll close the close the book on him and 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 let him have a great comeback story with another organization but if he's not glass he's he's good he's very skilled at a lot of things uh a lot of NHL things he's got a great motor he's got a great IQ you know i just i would love to see him pan out so i i think it's time for him to be put up there and the second he just gets sideswiped and 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 someone blows up his head again 
then it's like okay that's like the fifth time it's it's time to move on what do you think joe um i don't think anybody that's under an nhl contract is gonna get waived like i yeah i, I would presume anybody that's um waiver exempt that's exactly what i was meaning by what what i think is going to happen is different than what i want to happen because what's going to happen is they're not going to send uh someone that's not waiver exempt down they're going to use they're going to be smart about it and and turcotte the three your three choices was turcotte uh laferriere and jad jad's the only one that's not waiver exempt which yeah we're going to keep him yeah they're going to keep him and they'll they'll if he's you know, one of these two, they decide that, um, you know, two two weeks, a month down the line, um, somebody's underperforming on the NHL club and one of those guys is, like, looking like they really deserve a shot, then they, you know, might uh, throw caution into the wind with uh, the proven NHL talent or whatever I said before. But, yeah, I don't know. The, the roster there seems set uh, from from the middle of the summer. Forward. I think a forward position or set. I think the other thing too, though, is we have seen Blake has not been afraid to like just send a guy down. He did that with Peterson last year. He's done it with Clegg in the past. Like the guy doesn't perform, but I don't think preseason is the time that he's going to make that decision. He's usually been in season. So I think I agree with you, Joe. Like if two months from now, you know, Grunstrom and Lewis are not playing great and we could have Laferriere and Turcotte up, he's going to do it. Is anybody heartbroken about Fagimo being placed on waivers? or upset yeah well not upset but i i think there's there is still potential there for sure i think he'd be a interesting joe always talks about how we're too lefty dominant i think having him be part of our top nine would be interesting but who are you bumping out of the top nine do, and, do you think the kings actually had Fagimo rated above jad but they're trying to sneak him in on the first round of waivers because teams still have a lot of guys on their team maybe less of a chance they'll pick him up and then they can expose jad later Possibly. Are Victor Arvidsson and um, uh, Trevor Lewis are only right-handed forwards? I'm looking at this list here. Yeah, yes. well, uh, the potential starting 12, yes. There the, yeah. are only two righties. That's um, insane. Um, Rodney, when you were saying the lines, you had Kaliev with Moore and Deneau. He they, they got him with Fiala and Dubois. But Yeah. I, I think some of the lines were messed up because Arvidsson was out, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I think either way, those. But those they're still the top nine. Top still nine. top nine. Yeah, like um, I don't. In Australia, they had the lines exactly how I had it, except I would flip Kaliev and and Kempi. I really would love to see PLD Fiala and Kempi as our top top line. I just think those three elite elite guys, all on the same line, would be just so awesome. Yeah, and then Kopitar doesn't have to play against the against the other team's right. Best and defenders. just let Kopitar let Kopitar teach Byfield and and Kaliev how to how to do it, you know. But for sure, it's almost there. All right, let's move on to the defensemen. Obviously, we have Dowdy and Anderson on the first pairing, Gavrikov and Roy on the second pairing. What's going to happen on that third pairing? So with Movarara, right, Nick Nixon? 
Yeah, uh, that's right. No, that's, that's the right way. You know, that's how he said it's pronounced. Nixon. No, that, that is, is how, how he said that it. is how it's pronounced. And all you idiots right. on Twitter that have the balls to talk crap about Nick Nixon, you know, screw you. Nick Nixon is ten times the play-by-play Alex Faust is. However, hey, did you, did you, did you I see, did listen uh, to Alex Faust today, yeah. and he was a great football commentator. He I was going to say that I saw that he was doing football now. Good yeah. for him. That's where yeah, he. Yeah, I listened to a little bit of the game. He did pretty good. Good for him. All right, so with Movarara being placed on waivers, who will be the third pair? Who do you think will make the cut out of Spence, Clark, England, and Bjornfoot? Uh, Joe, let's start with you. The Clark, Clark, Spence, Bjornfoot. Yeah, I think Bjornfoot. Well, no, I think England's the odd man out. It's my guess. Um, although those are all left. No, Spence is already... I think Spence, Spence's look good. Like so, there's a little little bit of the, the preseason I've seen, and I know there's a big ball uh, washing fest going on in Australia for <laughs> being for him being born there. But um, but no, he he's looked good. I actually noticeably good, uh, and maybe I'm out to lunch there because I've been watching games on my phone and only. You know, no, you're not. He's he's looked really good. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I would hate to see Bjornford, uh, yeah, just, uh, I don't know. Do you think he would clear waivers? I, I, I think if you are confident he'll clear waivers, then what, maybe, but I don't know what, I don't even know what this England guy brings. Like, he's supposed to be t- like somewhat of a tough guy, right? Or physical. England? Yeah. Yeah, he's like a bigger, like, I'd say he's he's like he's like a younger Edler in his yeah. older years, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Where he's not like gonna do anything crazy, but he like as far as offensively, but he's yeah. I'm with throw it, punch and Clark's gonna make the team. I mean, I, the thing is, clear as day, Clark's gonna make the team, right? Uh, Spence, I would say, would have to. And uh, so it's between those two, Bjornford and um. And I don't know. I don't know if coach or management doesn't like Bjornford, but I don't know. I don't think he's ever gotten a fair shake. Then he played like almost full season two years ago yeah. and got nothing last year. Makes no sense to me. But maybe they see something I don't. That's why they get paid the big bucks. All right, but, I'm going to go next then because you said you think Clark makes a team for sure. I think they're going to send Clark down, which, which I don't like at all because I think he's probably the most talented out of that group. Oh, it's just because he's wavered. Yeah, yeah they're going to send him down. Start Spence in England. They brought England up for one reason. It's just his physicality, and they—he's a right-hander too, right? No, he's a lefty, but they—they don't have anybody that's physical on him really, other other than England now. Maybe Grundstrom a little bit, a little bit of Mikey Anderson, but you know. Yeah. So I think just for that reason, uh, England will make the team. You know what? Honestly, like on that side of things, I can't like having much of an issue with that. Like I was okay with it with the uh, byfield granted i think clark's earned his spot there more but i'd rather i'd, I'd rather I'd put it this way i'd rather see bjornford play nhl games you know for the first couple weeks of the season get in at least a few of them and if you think like hey it's worth uh, uh being waiver fodder at that point then uh you know see it through that way and then and then bring clark up but yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that's like a bad move. I think that's a prudent move to to make, just to make sure that. But he's got to see game time too, right? If you're gonna expose him, if he's the odd man out, uh, which looks like, in my opinion, he is. Um, 
Clark but over Robert. I think our, our, our team lacks so much physicality that if this England guy brings whatever, if he'll, you know, at least put his palm in somebody's face and, right. and he can, and he can skate an NHL shift, you know, for 10, 12 minutes a night, then yeah, leave him on the roster. But if th- he falls flat on his face, get rid of him. So. What do you think, Darren? I think they're going to keep Spence, but I think they're going to go like 10 game, like eight to 10 game stints. And it's going to be Spence for eight to 10 games and then Clark for eight to 10 games. And they're just going to rotate him and get him each some NHL time. Um, I, I, I think I want them to play Clark. Cause I think, like you said, he's the most talented, but Spence is right there. And I, the one thing I don't see them doing is two righties on that bottom pair again, or, or like, you know, there's the put Roy and Spence together and Clark and Gavrikov. I just don't see that. They, they tried that with Jersey and I don't think they ever want to put two righties together again. So I, I think it's going to be Spence and probably Bjornfoot because he's a first round draft pick. The teams don't like to give up on their guys. Uh, but like Joe said, I'd be perfectly happy if they kept England and, if he can, you know, put together a couple NHL shifts and he's gives us some toughness back there. Rob, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. That, anything they do is not going to be right. They're, they <laughs> have they have put themselves into a situation to where we are going to lose or not have at our disposal a pretty good defenseman. All I know, if I'm running the ship. Brant Clark, by far, especially in that last game, Clark and Spence both played in the same game, and Clark by far is the better defenseman. He is just, he is dynamic at both ends. He's just, he's different. And if he's not on the NHL roster, I, I, I think people that are making the decisions need need to check themselves. Clark needs to be on the NHL roster plain and simple so i don't care what else happens with anything else as long as clark is in our starting lineup that's that's the decision i think that needs to be made and then you guys can complain all you want about spence should be there and we need england england size and bjornfoot how do we waste you know a a such a touted player with such great leadership and uh, whatever you could argue all that want you want spence is good. Bjornfoot's good. England's usable. Clark is different. He needs to be in the starting lineup. Would you keep two righties on the on the bottom uh, pair? Personally, I would. Personally, personally, I would. I would have. Well, actually, to me, I think Spence is really, really good. He doesn't make the team for me. He's he's the one that I send down, and then I I think it's Gavrikov Clark second pairing i don't care about roy oh look at all the great synergy they had together last year you know gavrikov and roy i don't care about that i clark needs to be on our second pairing with gavrikov and then you put roy down the bottom with whoever you want if you want to have two righties and have spence play as off wing or if you want to put Bjornfoot there personally i would have had move rare there but he's that's already gone already. So, yeah. Would you put Clark on the top power play unit over Dowdy? Oh yeah, 
over when you say over Dowdy, yes. Would I put him on the top power play unit? Yeah, that's that remains to be seen. I don't think Dowdy should be on the top unit. Who who would you put there if it's not Clark then? Of the other four that should make the uh, roster. It's good. Spence. Yeah, no, yes. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Well, but you were just ready to jettison him, so yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there he's not, right? Sorry. I, I Maybe, just yeah. I just don't think I don't think Dowdy is a great power play quarterback. Yeah, I think he's I think it's time yeah, like he's, he's still not, a top he's still like a top fifteen defenseman on the power play by things, like stats and stuff like that. He's like reliable in terms of holding the puck and stuff like that. He's not like, yeah, obviously he's not the one-time specialist or whatever. And, yeah, but he's yeah. reliable. Generally speaking, makes the smart play, but it's just not. Penalty oh, kill all I day think, long. What's that? Yeah, Penalty kill all day long. Power for sure, for sure. It's time to move on. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to goalies. The majority of analysts out there believe that the Kings took a step backward and that our goalies are the weakest part of our roster. Some analysts also believe that we will miss the playoffs due to our lack of goalie talent unless we make a move by the deadline. So, so I hear you going there, Rob. What are your thoughts on the goalie situation? It's the same as it was last year. I made, I made a comment last year that our goalies suck when we, you know, with the 5 million quick and 5 million Peterson. And if we just need to make a trade in the middle of the season, then let's do it. And it wasn't a trade. It was actually a call up. We're still, we're still in the same situation to where if we just get average goaltending, we're going to be okay. And those analysts that sit there and say, it's our weakest part of our, our roster. They're, they're correct. But, just because it's the weakest part of the roster doesn't mean that it's terrible. Yeah. We don't need it to be Vasilevsky, Shesterkin level to be correct. Competent team wise. Right. And, and, and we can sit here and see how we go. And, and there's always at trade deadline, there's always goalies available that could come in and, and look what we did last year. Corpus shadow Corpus Allo was, was pretty damn good. You know, and but hopefully we won't, won't need to get there. Talbot Talbot's capable, yeah, very capable. And I, I'm still a Copley fan. Let's go, Copley. You do do your thing and and prove to everybody. Be be like the Vegas goalie was. No one's ever heard of, and now you're a Stanley Cup champion. Or Jim Carrey from back in the day. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and not that Jim Carrey, the other Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. <laughs> Darren, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, like Rob said, we just need them to be league average, and we'll be fine. Uh, I think Talbot is more than fine being a league average goalie. Like, I I can't remember who posted on on Twitter, but they were like, "Oh, which of these goalies would you want at the start of the offseason? I was like, "Whoever's cheapest." It doesn't matter. Like he he listed you know six or seven guys. I was like, "They're all the same player." So give me the cheapest one. And Talbot, I think, is is the cheapest one of that group that he listed. And uh, I, I don't think we need to spend up on a goalie because of how we play. And 
we can make up for the deficiencies in some goaltending with our defense and our structure. So who starts and, day one? Which one of the goalies does not make the team gets sent down to Ontario? Or uh, I think waivers? Riddich is. Is it Riddich or Riddick? Riddick. Riddick. I think he's okay. going down. Um, I think he's going to be. Dave. He could. Yeah, I think he could be like Copley though. I mean, if if Copley or Talbot get injured or, um, you know, don't play to league average levels, we could bring up Riddick and he'll be fine. I, I think we, if we have to get down into the Portillo level, we might be into a little bit of trouble. He he didn't look, he hasn't looked great this preseason, but I think he's still learning. So I think he's he, still he's still a couple years out. He needs a lot of games yeah, at the HL level for sure. So, but I think as long as two of those three are league average, we'll be fine. And, and I said it before, Blake is not afraid to make those moves mid-season to cut bait and and go get something like that. So. If we have to go get another, you know, average to above average goalie, we'll be fine. So who starts game one? Make I think Talbot. Talbot will probably do play like, you know, forty eight games and and Copley plays thirty eight or something like that. Like just just about fifty fifty, something like that. You don't think it'll be back to back and then play the hot hand after the first? Few yeah, games? they could do that. I, I think it'll work out to be about fifty fifty. I mean, if you told me each goalie plays forty games. I, I believe you. So, what do you think, Joe? Yeah, I mean, pretty much uh, it's all been said. But yeah, I was thinking when Rob was first talking, I'm like, ah, it could turn into a disaster really quickly. And then I started thinking about last year in the first half of the season, how bad Quick was, and how bad Cal Peterson became. And I think we're fine in that regard. But so all right, who's, who starts the first game then, Joe? I have no idea. I'll say Talbot just because I think he's kind of pegged to be that guy. But Rob, who starts the first game? I, I would like to see. I would like to see Copley. I would like to see Copley. To, I would like to see him be the number one guy just because he earned it last year. I think he got a, a raw deal in the playoffs last year, um, and I hope that doesn't hurt his confidence. Um, albeit that I don't think he's the greatest goaltender, but I, I think the the players rallied around him. Um, yeah, and you, I was going to say another thought. Go back uh, 15 years ago when the Kings were just letting goals pour in and they made their focus on on defense and they were able to make average goalies look like they're decent players. Uh, Martin Jones would be one of those. And go back further than that. I, I'm not going to name names, but so I can't think of any. But the Kings were able to play defense and cover up their mistakes. So uh, if you have enough talent up front, um, goaltending doesn't become a huge focus. If you if you're scoring five, six goals a game, um, you're you're gonna be in the thick of it for being a playoff team. So Jonathan Bernier is what you're thinking of too. Yeah. Potentially Bernier, Scribbins, I'm thinking even before Campbell. that. Yeah. 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 Sean right. Burke is last year just of being uh, in the NHL. Like just random names like that. Let's do a little bit of prediction time. Uh, it's just everybody go through one player. Give me a prediction for the season for them. Joe, what do you got? Um, I'm going to say career year for Kevin Fiala. Nice. Career all around, just overall points. I like Point, points, yeah. All right. Definitely. Rob? Back to back 40 goal seasons for Adrian Kempe. Nice. Back to back to back, right? 
Three no, he didn't, have, he didn't have 40 the year before. I thought he did 30. 30 I think. He had 30 the year before, but oh, okay. he is the first 40 goal scorer we had since Luke. Darren, okay. Darren, what do you got? I'll take Cali up to score 20 goals. Okay. Rob's boy. I don't Cali know if, I, how, how close was he to that last year? He was on pace for it, but I think he, he had down, 13. Right? He had 13 goals yeah. in 56 games. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll take that. I, I still think the Kings sent Clark down, but I feel when they bring him up, he's going to play so good that he never gets sent back down. Alder? So that's what I'm calling. Alder? Alder? Uh, Calder uh, Trophy? We'll see. We'll see where that goes. All right. All right finally, let's do this really quick. Where do you think the Kings finish this year, Darren? Uh, I'll, I'll take them to win the Pacific. Okay. And at least make it out of the first round. If not, make it to the conference finals at least. All right, all right, Joe. What do you think? I'll take them second in the Pacific, and they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Nice, <laughs> Rob. What do you got? I'll combine both your answers and say we win the Pacific and we win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> wow, I'm more of a realist. I'm going to say we finish third in the Pacific. But then, like 2012, we get hot and make a run in the playoffs, win the Stanley Cup. So that's three of us. <laughs> Having the Kings win the Seneca. Three out of four, yeah. So, Well, there you have it, Kings fans. Place your bets now. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe. Until next time, stay classy. Go, Kings, go! Go, Kings.